Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Denny Van is about to come on and rock your world, helping you master, cultivate, expand this ooey gooey inner space inside of you. And we're going to dive into how you can do that and become your greatest possible self. I'm going to introduce Denny in just a sec here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This is going to be a juicy conversation. Definitely stick around all the way through till the end because one idea, one experience, you might not even consciously register it, but one of these things literally change your DNA, change your life, change your destiny forever. So stick around all the way through to the end. Denny Van is a teacher, author, and host of Heartfelt Awakening Radio. She's a creator of personal, professional, and spiritual development courses, as well as live trainings, masterminds, and retreats. She helps people from around the world honor their awakening by showing them how to treat their awakening like a scientist while giving them the tools to heal and create measurable results so they can step into being the change makers we so desperately need right now. Since the diagnosis of a fast spreading form of cancer at the age of 35, saying no to traditional treatment and living well past the two years she was told she had left, for over 18 years, Denny has been on a mission of spreading the idea of treating inner space like a vital nutrient. And we are just scratching the surface of all the juicy things we're going to be covering in this conversation. Denny, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I am ready, darling. All right. We are live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We're going to dive straight into today's conversation uh, starter, which is soul communications. Denny, what does that mean for you? Soul communications is when the mind and heart are in harmony or what science is now calling coherence. coherence. And this is a frequency you create when the mind and heart come together. And this is the soul communicating. What I love about you, Denny, is you bring the science and you bring the spiritual together into this beautiful harmony. So we are going to be diving into that. I love it. Coherence, starting off with some beautiful, beautiful knowledge bombs. If you don't know what coherence is, go look it up. Go start to, to research and get familiar with this because it's so, so powerful and a really, really great topic to dive into. So Denny, for everyone who's just connecting with you, tell us a little bit more about what you stand for and how you serve your clients today. Well, I help my clients accelerate their personal and spiritual growth, and I do that by showing them how to connect the mind and heart and create that space of unity, create some inner space, because I know when I was diagnosed with cancer, I had no inner space. There was too much past baggage taking up that space, and it was preventing me from stepping into what I'm supposed to be doing, because you know when you step into that space, it can feel uncomfortable, oh, yeah. but your baggage is going to pull you right back into that comfort zone until, you know what, you know, you have cancer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah, definitely stepping into that uncomfortable space and taking a look at what inner space I didn't have. Mm. Mm. So when something comes at us in life, difficulties, challenges, obstacles, opportunities, depending on how available we are to receive that and respond powerfully to that is how it's going to go. And if we're full, if we're full of past wounds, shame, regret, baggage that we've been carrying, then it's just going to continue to stir up and trigger that same rooted nastiness that we haven't yet dealt with. And uh, I, I know we're going to be giving our audience tools and a framework, just shifts, stories, inspiration to help them start to clear that out so they can really be their greatest possible selves. Most awesome. I'm ready. Yes. I am so ready. Let's yep. go back into your journey, Denny. I want to I hear, what did you start doing um, when you got that, that news that, you know, wasn't, wasn't the most favorable news. And, and in fact, someone told you what your lifespan was going to be. What did you do? Yeah, I was 35 years old and I had, um, well, I still have two boys, but my boys were like six and 13 at the time. And, um, I was literally at the top of my career. I was highly successful entrepreneur, um, the top of my career, not only in a local setting, but in a national setting. So things were going really, really good on the outside. What I wasn't doing was taking care of myself and dealing with past traumas from like the ages of four to 16. And so I just kept bearing those, bearing those, you know, just focusing on a work, doing these things, life keeps going. And all of a sudden, you know, everything stopped, everything stopped. And it was actually on my 35th birthday that the doctor called, I'm sorry. Uh, it is malignant melanoma, you know, here's what you do next. And yeah. I didn't hear anything after that, really. And it's like, okay, well, what do I do? What do I do in this situation? And all of this stuff started to come up. And as I was going through the process of having the doctor, you know, schedule appointments to have radioactive dye injected in me so that they can determine which lymph nodes to remove so that the doctor will decide if I'm going to have radiation with my chemo. And as he's saying all of these things, there was just something inside me that said, that's not for you. Mm. That's all it said. And then all of a sudden there was this space that opened up. There was this space that opened up and I started on a journey of becoming um, just hungry for knowledge. And I studied everything. And as a reverend, I've been a reverend for over 30 years, but as a reverend, of course, I turned to faith and um, it was in a point in my life where there was just a lot of changes happening. And I went back to the appointment and said, no, this is not the path I want to go on. And the doctor literally said, you'll be dead in two years. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I need to have a plan. I got to have a plan. What am I going to do about this? Mm. And I found a doctor to remove the tumor. That's it. And I found an oncologist who made me promise that I'm going to give her a plan. If I don't have a plan, she's going to highly suggest some kind of chemo or radiation. So she was supportive of me and what I was doing. And that's when I found Dr. Mercola. And it was Dr. Marcola who introduced me and I went through all of his trainings of EFT. And it was mm -hmm. EFT that started this process of creating this internal space. And it's this internal space where we have everything we need mm -hmm. right here. 
there's nothing outside of us we need. And the more I connected with this, the more I started practicing yoga, meditations, and started like letting go of the fear. And I had to come to a point where I was okay with dying. And it was in that point that this space just opened up within me and uh, things were happening. So many things were happening and it's been uh, a marvelous journey. This year, we will be celebrating uh, 19 years wow. since that diagnosis of cancer. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love your, your healing journey and just like what you're up to today is just, it's amazing. And we're going to dive into it even more. Before that, I want to go back to before the uh, diagnosis. And you mentioned that you were a reverend. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what life was like before and what what do you think that that equipped you with to be able to handle the adversities that came um, with the diagnosis? Like what you said you went to faith. Tell us a little bit more about like that foundation of faith. Yeah, it was, you know, turning to faith and the Bible is, is to me, uh, uh, an arrow pointing me in a certain direction. And so as I would turn to my faith and provide service, whatever that service meant. And so there were, um, probably 10 or more years where I was involved in a church, uh, that was dedicated to teaching deaf people who use American Sign Language to communicate. And so my service was providing Bible study and not only teaching people who sign how to read English and using uh, easier to read Bible, but they got understanding, they got this inner power, that's this magic that started to happen within them. So this was my service and I turned toward my service and I turned toward what can I do? And the more I helped others, the more this opening came for me to help myself and I had to help myself I had to heal myself knowing that there was nothing outside of me that could do this other than sitting in this space which is God which is you know whatever you want to call it yeah. it's beautiful it's healing so moving through the the starting into the healing journey you said you used EFT tapping um what were some of the other practices? How did you start to understand this inner space and cultivate it within yourself? I started uh, practicing yoga and meditation mm -hmm. and realizing the power of the mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. And that's when it started really coming together that as whatever comes up in my five sensory world reality, mm -hmm. there's some kind of entanglement that is going on within me. And so I just started whatever was in my experience. And even at the time of getting a diagnosis, my husband and I were married 15 years around that time. And um, this, this year we'll be celebrating our 35th. But during that time, it was even coming to the point where I had to heal me. And the more I healed myself, the more I started being vulnerable with my partner and healing and him allowing this space for healing. Uh, the things that were happening between us, because it's a lot of tension and stress, just went away. Well, me allowing myself to be allowed him to be, and we were able to work through this together. So to me, that was uh, magnificent healing on such deep levels when my partner is able to go through this with me as well. Wow. 
Oh my gosh, I love it. So the mind-body connection, that was really important for you, being able to see what comes up. And I think I really want to highlight this because I think it can be easy to kind of step over the signs that life is giving us and um, whatever we're struggling with, whatever we're frustrated with, uh, if we're experiencing scarcity, if we're experiencing um, tough conversations, tough situations, circumstances, difficulties in health, I think it's important to say, where is this coming from? What is this rooted in? Let's let's discover that space. Let's start to clear that out and cleanse that that inner space that might be jammed up full of of garbage. Clean it out. Absolutely. And we've developed a tool. We call it the process transformation method. And it's based not only on EFT, reality transurfing, but Dr. Gary Flint's work. And so, you know, you talk about all of this stuff starting to come up. I realized, you know, that the wholeness of me had a lot of unresolved hidden issues. And so when something would come up in my personal life, my business life, or whatever is happening in my five sensory world, there was a little something that would come up that wasn't resolved. Mm. And as soon as I would kind of let whatever was happening in the five sensory world deal with this that wasn't resolved and release it and integrate its wisdom and knowledge Mm. within the wholeness that I am, Mm. because sometimes these hidden parts are related to past traumas and past experience and past ideas and beliefs and, and programmings. So these unintegrated parts of us will kind of pop up, you know, and take over our experience, right? So a lot of these past traumas would pop up and then here here would come this behavior that, you know, I, you know, I felt like my body was taken over. So these parts I began to deal with and using the process transformation method, EFT, yoga, meditation, and finding that center And when you find that center, anything that you look at off your goal and off your path, you start to feel when you're going off center a lot sooner than before getting a diagnosis of being sick. (laughs) Yep. It's it's the little things. It's the little nudges. It's the little intuitional hits like, ooh. I didn't like that. Ooh, that was that was nasty. That was I feel like shame. I feel gross. I feel yucky. I feel triggered. What is the source of that? Let's dig in before that's compounded so many times because we just keep ignoring it or pushing it to the side or just saying, oh, it's nothing. But that's like, that is the gold. That is the the juicy, vital nutrients to be paying attention to so that we can create that vital nutrient of inner space within us. Um, so I want to I wanna talk about your journey. When did you say, I'm going to take what I've been learning and be able to share that with other people? Like what, what had you set out on that quest to be able to serve people with what you've learned? So I, I love the human body and I'm a closet geek. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I became a licensed massage therapist and, uh, went ahead and got my doctor of divinity degree. So I do spiritual counseling and mind body work as, as well as body work. So a lot of our memories are held in our body. And I began working with women who have experienced sexual assault or domestic violence. And sometimes these things, things will still come up even 20 years later after the experience within the body, I would touch as part on the body and boom, memories are coming back. So I began to work with clients and 
I, I, I'm miracles happening on my table in the office and realizing how important it is to not only heal myself, but then begin to show others how to heal themselves mm. because it's an internal job. The only thing I can do is point, you know, when you do this for yourself, these are the things that can happen. And they start doing those things because I can't do a form, right? Nobody could heal me. Mm. It had to start with me. And so I just began working with a certain group of people and it started growing from there. And now I find, because I, I love to take the science aspect, you know, treat your awakening like a scientist. And I find that I have more than 50% of my clientele are males. Wow. And so I find that interesting. And there's a need, there's a huge need here for this internal work mm -hmm. and uh, this transformation to happen. I'm very excited to be doing the work I'm doing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so with this, this work, I think a lot of people might feel like they're putting a ton of time and energy and effort into becoming their greatest possible self. How do they know if what they're doing is working, is getting them to where they want to go? How do they know if there's not better things out there like what you're sharing about? How, how could they, you know, objectively, scientifically say what I'm doing is creating transformations and breakthroughs that I desire? Exactly. And um, what we do as we treat our awakening like a scientist, mm -hmm. we start with where we are. And so we're going to measure on, a, on the pain scale of one to 10, mm -hmm. where you are in four areas of your life. Where are you with connection to your breath, with connection in your relationship to your mind, your body, your breath, your heart, all of these things, the wholeness of you. And then you can look and see, it's like, oh my God, my connection to my body, I'm like a 10 and that's very painful. I don't like where I'm at. I cover myself up. I compare myself all the time, but my connection with my breath, I'll say I'm like a three. So you begin to see a pattern and you can see exactly where you can start doing some work. And we always start, all right, where are you now? We just did some healing where somebody was with, with fear and being able to move forward at a nine. And we went through the process transformation method. They were down to a zero from a nine to a zero in an hour wow. of processing all of this. And you create this inner space. Mm. And this is where the power and the magic happens. This is, this is amazing. Um, so those four things, breath, mind, body, and heart. Why, why those four things? Why, why do we um, rate those one to 10? Why are those the four that make the difference? Mind, body, breath, and spirit. So those to mm. us are the four corners of, okay. of our beingness. So spirit, heart, some people use spirit, some people right. use heart. Sure. So where are you on mind, body, breath, and spirit? So the breath we teach is the bridge between the seen and the unseen. Okay. So if we are taking in big gulps of air, you can hear yourself breathing. There's these, these, kind, these types of ritualistic breathing, habitual breathing, mm -hmm. actually triggers fight or flight hormones in our body. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking big breaths, heavy breathing, uh, maybe even on a CPAP at night, mm -hmm. you're releasing these hormones constantly throughout your day and you're creating this inner inflammation just by becoming aware. And awareness is our most precious gift, right? So the more you become aware of, wow, where's my breathing? If you can check in and realize, oh my gosh, my belly's really tight. Let me relax my belly. Oh my gosh, my throat and my shoulders and my jaw are really tight. 
relax these things. So you're breathe, bringing your breath from up here, you know, releasing the fight or flight hormones to bringing the breath down here. And this releases relaxing hormones. Your muscles begin to relax. Your blood pressure and your heart rate begin to go down. There are wonderful consequences to just becoming aware of your breath. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. So the breath, that's that's one of the great places. You said it's the bridge between the seen and the unseen. Uh, I love that. And um, with this this technique, is that something that we get when we work one-on-one with you? Or is it something that's on your website? How, how would we be able to access that? We've been just developing this technique. And we're actually going to be offering a free masterclass in our group, Heartfelt Awakening. It's called the Transformation Lab. And we're going to be in a masterclass every single day in the group at three o'clock every day. And we're going to be going over these tools. First of all, starting your journey like a scientist. Where are you right now? And we're going to be learning these tools as we as we go through this process. So over the course of five days, you'll be able to see those numbers go down. Mm. And yes, this is the work I do on one-on-one and in a group setting. We, we have a group that meets privately every Sunday. You can do come in monthly. It's very inexpensive. But the value that you get and the transformation that you get just learning this tool is mm. invaluable. So yes, this is, this is the foundation of where we start. Mm. Denny, I, I feel that these are the basics that a lot of people weren't taught growing up. And uh, I firmly believe in a in a foundation of mastering the basics and continuing to do that. Um, I know that there's so much that you know that you, like you can dive into that you teach and like we're just scratching the surface here. Like what what is those are those additional dimensions of of teaching of exercises of of what people need to know that we're, maybe we're, we haven't even touched on yet that you might go into deeper into in the group and your one on one and group coaching tell us a little bit more about that. Well, the first thing that we start with, because so many of us keep looking outside, comparing themselves and looking outside. So the first thing that we start with is coming to a space of there's nothing to fix. There's nothing outside of you that you need to find because a seeker is going to keep seeking Mm. and not find. So once you come into the space and you discover stuff is going to start to come up. And so we learn how to become aware and awareness I teach is your most precious gift. Your focus, awareness, and attention, what you're putting it on, is your most precious gift. And marketing knows this because our attention keeps going everywhere, everywhere. And so they know what our most precious gift is. And so when we understand that when there's a whole society feeding something, this becomes like a mass relativity, right? All of our focus and attention is going on it. But when we kind of break that off, you know, there might be some adjustments and chaos, you know, you're cutting people off sometimes out of your life, you know, and, and creating uh, a new goals, a new path. And you, as you get clear on your purpose and your goals, and we write those out, it becomes a target. And so that is your target and your boundaries are automatically set up. So you know when your focus, awareness, and attention is going off on some drama on TV. You're off. You're you're off your boundary. You just sinned. Mm. 
that is really the true meaning of sin in my Bible, because a sin actually comes from an old archery term meaning to miss the mark. Wow. So if you think about it, your focus, your purpose, your aim, your focus is all on that. But as soon as you go off and get involved in drama or off your path or whatever that is, you are, you've are you crossed your own boundaries. You are the one who are now feeding whatever that is your most precious gift. So this is where we start. And you got to get clear. People are like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't have a path. You got to start with self. What are you doing for you right now? It's like, you, okay, I want to do all these things for other people, but it, it has to, it has to start here. Yeah. And I, I love that to sin. I love sin is to miss the mark, right? It's like, um, I, I read in the Bible or heard from someone who said like sin is just to be without God. There's no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, when do we get disconnected from source, from love, from the universe? Like when that happens, that is quote unquote sin. And I think everyone is on their own spiritual journey, whatever you believe that's, that's like all great. But I, I personally choose to like, I've just recently started to go so deep in the Bible and just study that because that, that connection with spirituality uh, mixed with all the science that we're getting today. Like we're, we're bombarded with science because people want to know, okay, well, I've had this spiritual text for, you know, like millennia, but how does it mix with the world that we understand today with technology, with all these components and things that, you know, seemingly are, are distant? How do they come together? And I think that's a really powerful um, conversation that you're bringing together here, Denny. And I want to talk about the, um, the vital nutrients. I want to talk about that terminology and why that was important for you to create that inner space like a vital nutrient. Tell us more. Well, a vital nutrient is something that we cannot live without. So we cannot live without this. And this vital nutrient, this inner space, when, when I try, when you, you talk about, you know, getting into the Bible. So Jesus said, the kingdom of the heavens is within, right? So where's God? Within. In the kingdom of the heavens, within. So if you imagine the kingdom of the heavens within is this massive, beautiful, unending, unlimited space. That is you. What we tend to do is want to bring our thoughts in, my ideas of who I am. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a this, I'm a that, all of these into this space. I'm crowding out God and I'm the one doing it. And so you talked about, you know, um, blaming the devil, you know, the mm. sin thing, we have a tendency while well, the devil made me do it. So this is basically giving our power to the devil that or something outside of ourselves that could actually make us do that. But if I'm pointing an arrow, because it's an old archery term, if I'm pointing an arrow to a target and I look away and then my aim goes with it, who's the one looking away? There's nothing I can blame. So when we come to this space of there's nobody to blame, I'm it. And I'm the one who can also cure my cancer. This take, is where the take magic power back. You take yes. the power back, yeah. Yes, and this is where I learned this inner space, this vital nutrient. You know the analogy of the genie and the bottle? Mm -hmm. I am both the genie and the bottle. Mm. My bottle is here, wow. this physical form. Reality Transurfing calls it the mannequin. I like to call it my meat suit. So I have my meat suit, <laughs> but the genie is where I connect. 
and this is within this space. And if I got it filled with, you know, I didn't do this and all mm. these traumas and all this stuff that's unresolved, who can I blame? Mm. So this inner space, um, I want to talk about like really expanding it so that we can recognize how infinite our power is, right? Because we, we can create an infinite space. That's that's what we have the capacity to do. Um, what is the what is the process to like really do that? Is it simply visualizing it? What's what's your experience with that then? My experience with that and creating this inner space is bringing the mind and heart in unity and activating what Many uh, sacred traditions like Kabbalah calls it da'a. So this, there's a spot on your back, back. Reality Transurfing calls it the plot or the plate. So there's this spot on you in your back. I visualize it like uh, closed up, folded up angel wings right between mm. the shoulder blades. So when I bring my mind and heart in this space of unity and I'm creating this vibration of coherence, I literally imagine my angel wings opening up and filling the room, even becoming bigger than the room I'm in. And so this transcends my thoughts almost automatically. And, you know, I can, I can become aware of my thoughts, like my thoughts are down here. It's like, oh, you better look at the time or something like that, trying to get my attention away from me. And I realize my thoughts are trying to get my attention, but I stay with this expanding openness. And this brings my mind and heart right in unity. And the beauty is, is my next step and the next thing I need to do is revealed to me. It's almost mm. like the things I want to manifest. A lot of us love the law of attraction and we go after chasing our dreams. Mm. But when you activate this part of us, your dreams and your visualizations almost come to you. Yeah. instead of you chasing them. Yeah. So these these little realizations that I've learned to just be with this space, just be with the kingdom of the heavens and everything else is taken care of. I love it. And I love that the the energy of opening up of like closing your eyes and and the wings spreading out those wings in the back and um, just feeling that spaciousness expand is is so powerful that another amazing guest who was on a while back will carlos and he said something profound as far as um attracting things to you it's not so much about like you have to go out and get and you have to intend and like push towards the thing it's actually sit back and let it like come to you let yourself be a, a magnet to it let yourself um you know soak it up and not effort it's not newton effort it's like ease to receive it's ease to soak it in it's a knowingness it's a faith knowing that it's it's coming back and even i've noticed myself when i'm on interviews like my back can get tired and i'm like leaning forward into the screen it's like what is my energy chris check in what is my energy what is my breathing what is my body posture what is my my mind and my heart coherence right now? And so like all of those I, I combine together to like just sit back and let it kind of come back to me. And it feels so much more empowering when I do that. Exactly. And not putting importance on the result because mm. the mind wants to know the how. So do you, would you like the scientific reason yes. why sometimes you look at things and you want things so bad and it's almost like the universe takes it away from you? Yes. <laughs> Within physics and science, what we are doing, if you can imagine scales, okay, because 
the law of balance, all laws bow to the law of balance, right? So if you can imagine scales, and I begin to look at something that I really, really want. I really, really want this. I really, really want this. And I'm putting weight to it, right? Yeah. But what, what I don't see is unseen forces on the other side. Yeah. So I'm tipping the scales, right? I'm putting weight to what I want. So the balancing forces come in and boom, balance everything out. And sometimes I get the opposite of what I don't want. So what you... What we tend to do is, I love reality transurfing, and we create these slides and activate the plate, activate your angel wings, mm -hmm. and create a slide of what that looks like at, as the end result. Because you know what? It's not the things we want. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling. So you can feel that now. Feel it now, and then the angel wings open up. They can see the space of variations. Look, there's a sector over there mm -hmm. with your picture, and it looks even better than your picture. Let's start heading in that direction. So I have to let go of expectations or knowing the how. So once I let go of knowing the how, I keep that vision. I activate the plate. I'm being directed in this direction. Mm. And I allow it to happen. But you, yeah, that past interview is absolutely right. Because you want to not put importance on the how. And the mind mm. is going to want to know the step one, two, three, four, how exactly we're going to get there. I love this it. is why the law of attraction sometimes does not work for mm -hmm. people. And I, I hear for me, what I'm hearing is permission to let go of the how when I'm doing all the things, all the things, the, the yoga, the affirmations, the visualization, the, like all of it, right? Like in my mind, there is a component that says, but how, but, but when, but where? You know, and it's like to just connect with the energy and while I'm doing that simultaneously, also say I give myself permission to not need the how. I give myself permission to let go of attachment, to let go of trying to figure it all out. And I'm just going to enjoy this experience. Exactly. Exactly. Because we put so much importance on it yeah. that what we don't see happening mm -hmm. is balancing forces coming into play. So I want to I talk about that balance of forces. With the energetic investment, the planting of seeds of desire of what we want, what we're creating, um, how does the law of balance relate to that and attracting, right? Where we've, we've thought about things, we've sent out these vibrations. Um, how does the balance, because I feel like we'd be tipping the scales of, you know, we're putting the energy investment of what we want. We can still be unattached, but I, I think it would still somehow go out of balance how does the law of balance um create it in a holistic and empowering way rather than a whiplash back way that um, gives us what we don't want i learned a lot about the law of balance when when i was diagnosed you know with cancer and i had to get to a point with being okay with dying mm. yeah that you have to be okay with not getting that thing However, if you keep your vision of the end result that you already got it, and it's already here, it just hasn't physically manifested yet. So it's already here. You know, this is where faith comes in and not the faith like, you know, faith in the church or anything like that. This is a state of being thing yeah. that I'm talking about that you already know it's here, but you're okay with not getting it. Mm -hmm. And you're okay with getting something even better. And you're okay with not getting it at all. So I had to be okay with dying. And once I was okay with dying, I had freedom to live. 
how does someone know if they have not given themselves permission to be okay with whatever that undesired result is? If you feel the resistance in your body, resistance is going to tell you everything. So this is why training your focus, awareness, and attention is very important. So if you're holding on to any kind of resistance, work on the resistance because sometimes the resistance is attached, entangled to something from when we were two years old. Mm. So this, you know, so work on that resistance and being okay with, you know, exploring what's happening within your field. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, something that comes to mind is sometimes when I'm on a conversation with someone, it's a difficult conversation. I feel like a, a pit in my stomach, this like, oh, you know? And so in those moments, would you recommend that I say, what, where is this feeling? Where is this coming from? What is this rooted in? Is there a childhood experience that I remember the first time that I felt like this? Would, would that be a good place to go or to, to be curious about? Absolutely. But what we teach is I'm aware of the pit in my stomach. I allow you. Mm. So once allowing happens, a memory might come back. A body pain might show up, you know, things might start to unravel. So when there's not resistance to the emotion, then it's a, it allows it to just pour through. And there's mm -hmm. no attachment or necessity to find whatever is at the other end of that feeling. It's just, okay, There's nothing to fix. Let's feel it. Ah, there's I nothing to fix. I love it. Yeah, there is nothing to fix. And I spent like more than half my life trying to fix me Yeah. until I got to the point there's nothing to fix. And you know what? When I was 35 and got uh, the diagnosis of cancer, I looked older then than I do now. Wow. And I'm 53 right now. That's it with 35 and 53. That's interesting. The numbers. Ooh. Yeah, I'm 53 right now. <laughs> I looked older then than I do now. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Um, you mentioned reality trans surfing. I, I've heard of that before, but I'm not clear on what exactly it is. Can you share more about that? Sure, absolutely. It was written by a Russian physicist, um, and he's a writer now. His name's Vadim Zeland. Mm -hmm. And I got the book Reality Transurfing Steps 1 through 5, and it's 19 chapters, 765 pages. Yes. However, I just dove and loved and ate up this book. <laughs> and I even did a mind map summary series Ooh. of each chapter in the book on my YouTube channel. Wow. So yeah, definitely call me an Uber geek, but um, this book really helped me create a model, a scientific model of what, not only what I'm going through, but what I'm seeing everyone go through. And so as we document these, these collective experiences, science can't keep turning our back on it. There's something going on with all of us. And so as we gather this, it helps me put tangible results to a spiritual awakening that you really can't describe or you start to describe and people think you're absolutely nuts. So we have the science to back it up. Wow. You know, it's, it's fascinating. If, if only... It's not it's like wishing. Um, it's interesting. The the texts that are available out there that can give people power, like 
freaking power to create your reality, to heal, to, you know, do whatever it is that you want to be, do and have. And uh, I love that you are here, Denny, and lots of amazing human beings are, are here today in this evolution, revolution, uh, serving people with this information that they may not have had access to, but because they're aware of you, because you have your show, because you have your platform, social media, now they're able to access what was once completely off their radar. And now they can, they can transform, they can create more well-being, they can cultivate that inner space, they can cultivate coherence. And I think it's, it's so beautiful. I love it. Every, anytime somebody lights up and when I say lights up, they make that shift where this inner space just expands. I can feel it in my body and it's such a joy. And, um, yeah, this is, this is the fuel for my fire. Mm. Mm, I love it. I want to talk about your show and um, what what inspired you to create this heartfelt awakening and the, the show that you are are sharing with the world. We have. Uh, are you talking about our podcast, Heartfelt yeah, Awakening yeah, Radio? radio. Show, yeah, yeah um, we have series called Transformational Journeys to Spirit, and this is an opportunity for people to share their journey. And I've had so many people say, "Oh my gosh, that one journey! That's my story. I can totally relate. I thought I was going insane." So it a lot. It's a platform that allows people to share their experience and then learn how they can make these shifts within themselves so that their own experiences can transform mm. Mm. i love it so you you have different experiences different journeys that like they're they cross a wide variety of what someone might experience in their own circumstances in their own life and because you share it they're able to relate with it they're able to connect with it and say okay if if that really resonates with me it seems like me i i, I get what this uh, instance with this example is and maybe I can do some of the things that Denny is mentioning in this specific example to create transformation in my own life. Yeah, I just love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, tell us more about, about the science um, that you're, you're diving into these days. What are you, what are you diving deeper into studying and, and like really mastering so that you can bring together a more holistic piece of the, the, the picture, the picture together? I love to look at science to create a model because in our five sensory world, mm -hmm. we like logic. We like to see it, hear, taste it, smell it, you know, use our five senses for. So as I'm going, you know, and looking back and going through this, this experience that, you know, I, I can't tell my doctor, he thinks I'm nuts. He's going to write me a prescription for something. Mm -hmm. So in creating this model and then, Many of us will look at this model and go, okay, that's great. Now I've developed a process on how to take this model and apply it to self. Mm. Because it's nice to have a model we can look at and say, you know, that's logically sound. You know, I get it intellectually. Getting it intellectually is not going to help you. Mm. It, you've got to experience this shift. And when you experience this shift, you create a frequency and it's measurable. We talked about doing some research, check out heartmath.org, and they're doing scientific research right now on how far this frequency comes off the body, exactly what this frequency is, how to know when you're in this frequency. All of these things are now coming to finally fruition that, mm. yes, I'm not going insane. You know, how many times I'm stuck in my mind, 
and it's causing anxiety, it's causing uncertainty, it's causing fear, and realizing, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not my mind, and now I'm able to transcend it and come to this place of being open and looking around and seeing what's available. Wow. So you mentioned earlier, though, scale of one to 10 to measure these different um, you know, aspects of us, of our, our dimensional being, so to speak, um, with like heart math and coherence. I know that there's devices that you can buy that, that measure coherence. Is that something that you feel is, is important? Is what, where would you recommend someone to start to look at something like that and when not on their I phone? totally got the device. So <laughs> I, I'm a device geek. Yes. I check things out. I got the device in my room. So um, yeah, it's an app. It's an app and you put the little thing on your ear and it measures your coherence and then your it shows how your coherence affects the whole world's coherence. So our our frequency affects everything around us. And as we go through that, so yes, absolutely the science in math or the science behind it is there. Mm. And I, I'm a total device geek, total Yes, I'm, I'm all there. Try it if it works for you. And what it does is you feel when you're in it and you just yeah. have confirmation. You don't need it. You really don't need it. Mm. But I got confirmation. It's like, okay, there's my angel wings. Open up. Look at my app. Oh, yeah, there's the frequency. It's happening. Yeah. So it's just confirmation. But I highly recommend supporting heartmap.org oh for sure. Gosh. I but love it. Device is it, geek. <laughs> is it, um, I, I've heard of the EM wave or M wave. Is that is that one that you recommend, or do you know what your yours is called, or um, just to go to the website and browse? See what um, I'd have to look at my phone for the app, but they yeah. have an app that you can download on your phone, yeah. and it reads with the device that you know measures on your ear. Yeah. So you just put the device on your ear, and it measures your frequency, and it's it's. It works. I mean, I, 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 it was wonderful to get it and it was wonderful to use, but I felt it before yeah. I actually saw it on the app. So um, it's great to have if you yeah. can afford it and support it, confirmation, right. but no, you don't need it for sure. Mm. Mm. So when people are, let's say, they're looking for indicators in their own experience, in their own energy, what do they look for to know that they've achieved coherence? The mind slowing down or almost turning off, the breath slowing down, almost non-existent, the body relaxed, stillness. And then when you're in that stillness, it almost feels like it's hard to tell where your physicalness ends because your energy body is literally opening mm -hmm. up. So some people don't feel anything. Some people will feel tingling up and down the spine. Some people just get an overwhelming feeling of love. Uh, some people just are able to shut off their mind. Everybody's different and you intuitively know when you're there, especially when once you've experienced it. And a lot of us will go through, you know, ayahuasca ceremonies and go through these sacred ceremonies just to experience that. It, so with those those experiences, I know that there's like additional chemicals that are being released in the brain that cause us to experience different emotions, different levels, different states of consciousness. Um, like what what is the difference between going through those those plant based or medicinal experiences and creating it ourselves? 
you know, going, I, I kind of look at it as when you first start drawing, you kind of follow the lines. Yeah. You know, that's the ayahuasca. Once mm. you know the drawing and you follow the lines, it's there. You know it. Now I want to be there. I can draw it on my own without the line. So it, it's it, ayahuasca is not for everyone, but it's a tool. Yeah. Yep. And and I I love that. I think everyone has the due diligence to research, to um, be curious, to investigate what is what is your path, what resonates with you, what what is your uh, heart and soul calling for, and then you know find amazing people who are who you're aligned with, who are either providers of the tool, they're knowledgeable in the tool, whatever it might be. There's like I said, there's there's someone who is a fit for everyone. Like we live in this abundance of of you know amazing teachers like yourself, Denny, who are here to share this wisdom with people and help them get to where they want to go, to evolve, to transcend, to awaken. And I, I just love love the age that we're in. And I'm forever a student. Yeah. You know, I am just as much a student as I am a teacher. And mm. um, being in that place, childlike, you know, it, being from coming from the perspective, like Jesus said, be childlike. And yeah. this keeps this ego humble, right? Because I can, I, how can I know everything? Yeah. So coming from that space and then sharing, mm. sharing those who are willing to do the work. And it's not a lot of work to do the work and then to see those transformation within their own lives. And that's when my life is blessed even more. Do you, do you, have you experienced people having to shift from a consciousness of work and um, difficulty, hardship, struggle to play? Uh, what, what's your relationship with those two, two things and transition with that? Um, I was working with someone who was, uh, let's just say, a white-collar worker, two steps down from the president of the company, mm -hmm. and um, got him to a point where, you know, getting very clear on what it is that he wanted. What was the end result that he wanted? And he's like, I want balance. I want time. I want all of these things. And next thing you know, <laughs> he's quit his job, and he... He took an over-the-road truck driving job working for a big company, and he loves it. Wow. And he he texted me. He's like, you know, I'm making almost as much money as I did working seven twenty-four-seven with corporate, and I'm not working as much, you know, with this job. And he's enjoying traveling and doing what he wants to do. And so when when somebody gets to that point where they feel like they're they're stuck and they have fear of making a choice and moving forward. Mm -hmm. making choices beyond the fear just mm -hmm. going going ahead and stepping into being a change maker and doing the things that you're drawn to do mm -hmm. this has been i don't know it's magic it's just magical <laughs> it's just magical i love it I love it. Um, what is, do you think, do you think we're all change makers or do you think that is, is it a title? Is it something someone has to um, own or say they want to be? What, what does that mean? And how can we understand that more? Um, so many of us will have inner dialogue of, I got to change this. I got to change that. I got to change this. I got to change it's that. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of change, 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 change. But when you become a change maker, mm. you're making change. Mm. Hmm. So that making change, that is uh, being the creator of our reality, right? Being, being the creator, being yeah. someone who can shift 
whatever is, whatever circumstance into what we desire and where we want to go. Having the vision, purpose, and the target, putting your focus, awareness, and attention on it, becoming aware when, whoop, there goes my attention, I'll find something else. Oh my goodness, I just seen coming back. I just made a change. Big change. And every time you do that, you create more and more space and you have more control over your focus, awareness, and attention. You know, marketing tells us that uh, most people have a six six, six second attention span. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's something that we get to train, right? We get to, Mm -hmm. to develop that. That's a discipline. And it starts with, I think the, I wouldn't say it's the easiest, but the simplest thing is creating stillness, right? Like saying, just stop, stop and breathe. And even, even, yeah, even, even breathing though is movement, but it's, it's, it's a connection, like you said, between seen and the unseen it's, it's opening us up. It's allowing us instead of being super closed off and, and constricted and tight to be expansive present to be expansive stillness a a connected stillness versus a shut down walled up closed off yes and you you can feel that with an engine you know Mm -hmm. when an engine is off balance you know it's running and some engines it's like it's a car running (laughs) or you have an engine (laughs) yep (laughs) we're like that and you can i can now feel where a person is by how they're vibrating because i can feel where their engine is at Danny, I love it. I want to talk about the future. What are you most excited about? What are you creating? What are you moving towards? What are your visions? Uh, what are you creating? I, you know, we're working on some retreats because what is missing is community, yeah. the root chakra. Mm. Actually, you know, uh, you know, hugging someone in 3D because <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. so disconnected. Even with our, in our own communities, we're so disconnected. And so my goal is to create that community, having retreats, having that interaction that we need. We need this. Amen. I love it. I love it. So how can they stay connected with you, Denny? How can they take those next steps and find out about the retreats, find out about these Sunday uh, calls and all the beautiful things that they're, that you're doing? How can they do that? Absolutely. You can find us anywhere on almost all of social media, Heartfelt Awakening. But if you want to get in touch with me, I am very active in our group, our social learning Facebook group, Heartfelt Awakening. And we do master classes in there, all kinds of trainings. We have units on meditation, prayer, the masculine and the feminine energy. We've got tons of units that you can just start going in and start start doing the work right now and um we are starting our master class next week on monday the mm-hmm. transformation lab so hopefully you guys can get in on that i would love to have you and it's the transformation lab on starts on monday in the group's name one more time heartfelt awakening beautiful um, group heartfelt awakening. I want to put that down because that, that is Thank some you. gold. And that's like a five-day um, challenge type of thing, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. A master class for sure. Yeah. Tom. I love it. I love yep. it. You Denny, get the foundation. This, yep. is, this, is, this is gold. And for everyone who's tuning in, go check it out. If you're watching the replay of this, send a message to Denny, join the group, Heartfelt Awakening, and uh, get those, those units, start developing yourself, start doing the work, putting that foundation in place. This is absolutely beautiful. And Denny, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your love, for sharing your just great 
expansive practices and, and being and who you're being and wisdom. I love that you're combining the spiritual with the science. I think it's so needed to reach the most amount of people today so that both audiences, left and right brain dominant audiences uh, can, can be able to receive it. It's awesome. Thank you, Chris. I think we burned it up. Oh, we burned it up, Danny. We burned it up. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. Right, take care. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in 